The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, October 26th. 2022 season 18 episode number 59 welcome to the latest edition of the break we are live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star we're presented by Miller light the only beer of the dallas cowboys and today we're breaking down the chicago bears offense versus the dallas defense uh before we get to that though there were some uh, things we got to talk about that mike mccarthy brought up also a transaction happened yesterday that uh is pretty interesting let's start first with uh, zeke elliott uh, Zeke Elliott was uh, was announced this morning. He will not practice today. What do we know about his injury and uh, and and kind of the prognosis of of what that looks like for this game? Well, he said he was sore um, yesterday uh, or Monday, and so you know I, I, he's not going to practice today. So that's not that much of a surprise. I think the biggest thing is, is if he gets to practice tomorrow. Um, you know, him getting held out a little bit is, is not unusual for him, but him missing games is. So we'll see what happens moving forward. He is on Monday, uh, he did the Cowboys Hour um, over here in the Star District, and he, he didn't sound like he was going to miss games, okay. uh, this game coming up. Now, obviously, with the bye. You see that coming, you know, looming, and you're like, well, you can get two weeks' worth, but I have a hard time thinking that he's going to miss games. But but we'll, we'll see. They don't have any depth, really, at running back. So if you start bringing in running backs for the practice squad, then that might change you know, everyone's opinion of what they're going to do. Yeah, I reached out to uh... – I reached out to some folks here. I haven't heard back on that yet. Hopefully, maybe by the show, we'll know what the situation. I just, you know, you always assumed he's going to just play in practice. Yeah, regardless. You know, I mean, of regardless. I mean, he, I could say anytime you ask a question about him last, for year, a whole he's, year last year, he's, he's fine. He's fine. I'm like, okay, why is he averaging three yards a carry? Well, he's fine. Don't worry. You know, he's fine. And so, yeah, I, I you know, with him, he's he he sees what's ahead. He knows they're going to need this game and. You know, I mean, all the games are poor, but then they, like Nick's talking about, you got the buy afterwards. So hopefully, you can now. They might say, well, maybe they, maybe he doesn't play this week, and you have the buy, and now you got two weeks of rest, getting ready for Green Bay and Minnesota. So I think there's a couple of different ways to play it. But man, that guy rips up stuff in his knee and plays. So I'm, I'm sure he's probably thinking that he's going to play again this week. Yeah, I'll take you guys back to the preseason. What are your thoughts on Malik Davis? Because during the preseason, I think there are a lot of people that were kind of impressed with him. In the event that he should have to play, whether that is Zeke is out or whether they just think, hey, we want to, Zeke's going to play, but maybe we're going to reduce his role just a little bit. We'll ease him in a little bit more. What do you think of him and, and kind of what he's shown so far? I liked him. I mean, I liked him in the preseason. He looked good. And uh, he didn't get to run behind the first team offensive line, but he ran behind Tyler Smith, who was working in their second team. And I thought he, I thought he runs hard and you know, rookies tend to come in and do a good job. You know, I mean, it's it's a position where, you know, just just run the ball. I mean, just run the ball. Do it now. Pick up the blitz. I mean, that, that's a thing. We've seen that change the whole season. But uh, as far as <laughs> as far as run the ball, I mean, most guys are, are pretty good at it. But I mean, they have they don't have a lot of depth though. That that's what I'm saying. They have nobody on the practice squad. 
their running backs were Davis and Shamplin, and Shamplin was out for the season, so they don't really have any depth there. So if they're going to bring, if he's going to miss a game, they're going to have to do some stuff. Yeah, they're going to have to. I, I tell you, the thing that was impressive because you watched him at Florida, and and man, they were on him really early. And then you were talking to people and scouts around the league about him. And I'm like, and this kid's one of Dallas is going to be one of Dallas's thirty visits, and nobody could really figure out why. What are they seeing in him? What are they? And because at Florida, you could go back. He split time. Mm-hmm. He they they rotated a lot of backs. Uh, you know, you saw some. I mean, if you if you said, "Man, this kid's got NFL potential off that tape," well, they did the same damn thing with Michael Parsons as a rusher. I guess. I mean, you know, I mean, these scouts give them some credit, but yeah. I, I think the thing when you look at Davis in the in the preseason and stuff, there was a sense of urgency running the football. There was a sense of like, okay, I don't have many op- I didn't get many opportunities in Florida, but. I'm going to show people what I can do here, and I, I thought he ran with balance and toughness, and you know, it, yeah, it's a little bit different animal when you play the regular season games, but at least it was one of those things where you know everybody wants to say these backs don't pay them, don't pay them. You can find them, you can find them until you can't find them. But it looked like to me that during the preseason they found a guy that's got some that's got some skill to him and that ability to you hand him the football you ask him to hit a hole he's going to hit it you're going to ask him wait the hole's kind of muddy dirty he's going to hit it he's going to bounce off a guy you know so that part of it i thought was really he was when we were doing the 53 it's like well could somebody claim a guy like this mm-hmm. could somebody claim you know could could the could the preseason tape be good enough to where somebody's like man he's better than the cat we're playing with right now so I'm, I, I, yeah, Nick's right there. They're going to have to do something if Elliot doesn't uh, doesn't uh, appear for this one. Yeah, if something happens, I mean, that's a guy I feel very comfortable just kind of having in there and seeing how he plays because of how he was in the preseason. But so in the preseason, it was him, and what was the other guy? Uh, Rico Daddle also, yeah, yeah. Is, is also because I thought like just yeah. in general, like they were running the ball pretty well mm-hmm. in yeah. the whole preseason. They like were, the yeah. running backs were all looking really, really good, and right. he was one that kind of stood out, but just by a little bit. And and I remember thinking, man, if this is how they're running with you know the bottom of the depth chart here, not even your starter, I would love to see how a guy like him runs behind all the starters and things like that. So I think they, they're they pretty set there. I don't think Zeke will – it's hard to believe he, yeah. he's going to miss this weekend just because of how we know how he is and all that. But um, if something does happen – and I mean, would you even have three running backs active? To be honest with you, I mean, I guess that's the next question is do you even have to because do you think you could go in this game and, and if Zeke is – kind of limited a little bit but he's able to play do you feel confident that Pollard can really kind of handle the bulk of the load is that something that you feel comfortable with no. I know there's a lot of well yeah I know there's a lot of people out there they're probably cheering for that I mean not cheering that Zeke's hurt yeah, not right. playing but there's this there's this this faction where of there's the Dak faction and then there's the play Pollard more faction of group of folks they're like well, yeah, give him 27 carries. Let's see what's going on there. Let's, you know, let's see what's happening with this guy. So I think, you know. For those I, people, I would tell them to watch last week's game. 
Yeah. He couldn't get third and one. He couldn't mm. get second and two, like down at the goal line. They, there was a couple times I was like, why aren't they, weren't they giving it to Zeke down there? That's when they had to kick a field goal. I mean, like, he doesn't pick up those yards. And, like, you can look at his average and say, oh, that's great, because he does have some big runs, and he's better at Zeke uh, than, than busting up those runs. But if they gave him the ball constantly around the goal line and he could get one, 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 and that kills your average right there. So average is kind of out the window. It's can you pick up the yards? And and I think the proof has been out there that he doesn't – he can get some inside runs, but – Zeke and they need to work together. They need two backs working together. I think Davis could fill in for Zeke if, if this happens. This all might be a moot, moot point. Yeah, He's probably I, laughing. I mean, going. it kind of is a moot point because you know, like Amber said, the likelihood he's going to miss game. this game yeah. is probably not very high. But you know, it is worth the conversation. I think he's missed one his entire career. Wow, because of injury. Not include. Yeah, right. With some other games, you know, <laughs> some other things, and also, yeah. and also getting getting pulled by the team, like at the end of the season, saying we're resting you and all that. But like, as far as injury goes, I think it's just that one in twenty twenty, and he's played through injury. Like that's the thing; he's oh, had yeah, some he's injuries. Played through injuries. It's not that he's sure. been healthy; he's played through injuries, and that I, he's a tough guy. He really is. The word is that I just got was he's out just today, and we'll see how things feel tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, that's what so we'll they're, they're they they know today they're, they're they don't need him, but tomorrow that's that's what they're. Their, their goal is. Yep. All right, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about a transaction happened yesterday. Cowboys do make the trade. It was interesting. Brian asked the question Yeah, how about you guys you not making, making, making a call at all? <laughs> making nobody a call said, or taking the nobody call. Nobody said 100% on no. the making a trade. I'm really no. disappointed in, in all of you because I was kind of leading you down a path, but nobody wanted to take <laughs> nobody the bit. Nobody but, bit on it. Well, we've, we've been we've been shell-shocked with that one before where we <laughs> wanted them to make moves and they didn't. But uh, yesterday, make a move for uh, a trade for Jonathan Hankins. Yeah. He is a 6'3", 340-pound pound big body uh 10th year veteran uh he was a second round pick of the giants back in 2013 um first of all i guess let's talk about let's get a scouting report on him brian tell me what is this guy what, what does he bring to the team from a standpoint of skill yeah and it's funny i was on nick was on our uh, was on this morning with filling in for rj choppy and nick uh, remind me of snacks harrison yeah as a you know, he didn't have the really. This guy didn't have the creative nickname. Yeah, the nickname, but he was the other guy. He was yeah. the other the other big body guy. Yeah, but that gives you, this guy gives you another interior presence uh, that will allow them to. Uh, and this is this is coming from some of the guys and that scout in this league that that know this guy pretty well. And I have a chance to sit down and watch a little bit of him. But I just want to get this. I think this is a pretty good assessment of what this guy is. He gives them a, another interior presence that will allow them to diminish the run and a very good gap and half-gap, two-gap run defender. When we say two-gap, head up, and you extend, you look inside, and then you look the other way. So you try and find the ball. It's not just, hey, you take this gap, and that's all you're responsible for. So they're talking about him being like a two-gap nose. Head up, inside, outside. That's a two-gap player right there. Very intelligent, instinctive run defender that plays hard. He has the ability to compress the pocket in the running game. So that was something that this uh, this particular scout, you know, was talking about. And you know, to the the three reports that I got, all of them were super positive about his ability to play against the run. And that's kind of what you're looking for right now. Again, Nick and I were talking about this on a show this morning on 105.3 The Fan about. What's ahead for you as far as these some of these teams you're about to play after the bye, you know, with the Packers, the the Vikings, you know, Tennessee, Indianapolis, New York. you're playing Philadelphia again, New York, you're playing these teams. This might be one of those precursors to like we've got to we gotta shore something up now. We don't have time 
to wait after the draft or after, excuse me, the buy to make this work. Let's get on this early, be proactive, and see if we can kind of take care of some things. Um, you know, go back and look at you know the best linebackers that have ever played this game. And you'll be hard-pressed to find the really good ones that didn't have really good defensive tackles in front of them. I mean, even, you know, Ray Lewis had his Saragusa and was Adams, you yeah. know, in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, those guys in Chicago in front of Singletary, even in the Cowboys. And when they had Leroy Jordan and, and the, they had Bob Lilly and those guys in, in the center. So, I mean... I guarantee you Leighton Vander Esch and Micah Parsons are extremely excited about this move because clogging up the middle, don't look at the sacks. They're not there. He hasn't had a sack in three years. That's not what he does. He clogs up the middle and he lets those other guys run around and make plays. So if you heard any howling going on, it's probably because Leighton Vander Esch is excited about this this move. He should be because this is the kind of move that, that would help those linebackers go and make plays. Where do they use him? But like, who right now on this team? I know, obviously, we're going to talk about Neville Gallimore. Yeah. But who on this team do you think is the person that's going to be getting less opportunities for the purposes of Hankins getting more? Well, I mean, Gallimore is one. I mean, and, and Bohanna maybe. I, I think mean, Bohanna. Yeah, I think this is Bohanna's situation. I, I don't think they're. I, I'm not going to say they're. They're. Watkins. They're happy with. Yeah, Watkins. It came down to, I was told, it came down to last week to play Gallimore or Watkins, and the coaches decided to play Watkins. And I remember we all came back here on a Monday, and I'm like, hey, the All-22 showed me something about Watkins. It's not in the stats. It's how he played defensively. So the coaches felt like, that, you know, hey, let's give another look to Watkins here. So, you know, Watkins and, and Bohanna, I think that's focus on all the guys that are the one techniques or the nose tackle guys. It's not going to be about Tristan Hill and Oso Digizua and those guys. It's about the other guys, the Bohannas, guys, yeah. the big guys. Yeah, that's that's where I think they're they're going to. I don't think they're too very happy with the rotation that's been going on at that that one technique or that nose tackle spot. I think that's why they went out and made this move. So what do you guys think is the deal with Gallimore? Because as of this morning, good supposedly question. he removed everything Cowboys-related on his social, which you know players have done that before. Sometimes it means something, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it's a very passive-aggressive way to be able to make a statement if you wanted to do that. Uh, but Get you noticed. Huh? I didn't know that happened. Yeah, that was that something was that kind of, yeah, well, people started talking about it this morning that yeah, it happened. We but uh, my question becomes, like, what's going on with him? Because it did sound like the Cowboys were over over weeks. This is not just something that happened last yeah. week. Over weeks, the Cowboys weren't seem, seemingly as happy with his play. Then last week, he's inactive. Then this week, they get a another defensive tackle that presumably would play a position that he would be playing. What's going on with him? Has he fallen in our favor? Yeah, I, I think that's. I think you're reading into it right. And and where we should have seen this coming, and there are folks that did, but you know we were we were a little late reporting it. Was in training camp when I'm broadcasting a game with Brad, and all of a sudden Neville Gallimore makes a tackle in the preseason in late in the third quarter of a game, and then you look to yourself. Why is Neville Gallimore out there playing a game in a preseason late in the third mm-hmm. quarter? He's a veteran player. He was a starter. You know, the, 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 always the whispers were like, listen, we just weren't happy with the way that he came in physically. You know, we wanted to get him in shape. We wanted to, you know, and I, I think it kind of started with then, and it's just kind of just kind of slowly materialized into, 
you know what, we need to we need to do other things there. And maybe the player, you know, I'm not saying what he's thinking, but I know what they're thinking there that is like, you know, hey, we, we need more. We need to be all bought in. We need to figure out, you know, our rotations, and you need to be committed to the rotations. The fact that he was playing in those preseason games late, that was the number one clue. And then the more you dive in, and I know in our pre pregame show last week, I asked Christy Scales, she was saying there was something wrong with a wrist injury. That's, and then so like that's what I was told too. Yeah, and but so, it's it's weird because it's not on the injury report. Yeah, he was that, full. Yeah, he was full goal. That's all what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and so Christy and and Nick who are really plugged into what's going on, people on Twitter are asking me, and I'm like, I was told it was a wrist injury. You know, Christy and Nick, I'm going to yeah. trust what they're saying. And so, but then you start hearing about he's working through things, and it you didn't hear about a wrist. It was working through things. So it was what, a strange deal. So down on the field. I was I was asking around a little bit about what was going on with Gallimore. Why is he? You know, we we, we were in the press box before yeah. that, wondering who the last guy was going to be. You and Todd Archer had it all yeah. pegged out, but one guy. Who was it going to be? Yeah. And it ended up being Gallimore. And so I kind of asked a little bit, and I was told hand, wrist, something doesn't have the the punch that needed. You know, so I was like, okay, come upstairs, <laughs> come upstairs. Game's about to start, whatever. I'm, I got the binoculars on. I'm looking, and I see, oh, there's Gallimore, you know? Nothing taped or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they were just like, he was just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, just clapping. I was just like, oh. okay. Like, I, again, maybe there is something. You're like, to wrist it. doesn't look yeah, too, too bothered. So, I don't know. I don't know what, what's going on. I think on. there's a lot of, I, I, I think it, to me, <laughs> if you're trying to put, connect the dots, which we do sometimes yeah. really well, and other times we're drawn outside the lines. Yeah. I think that it's one of those things that kind of goes back to what was going on in the preseason. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think it's a carryover. I know people will accuse me of implying, and I'm not, <laughs> but this looks like based off of where we are in the season, yeah. what has happened, and what have I guess what happened with his social media. This looks like maybe a potential trade for the Cowboys. The Cowboys trading him. But I'm not saying I don't know this. Yeah. I'm just saying it's kind of what it's starting to there's look a, like. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in my in my 105.3, the Gang of Seven. There's a lot of teams. When I was asking about possible names last week, a team gave me Hankins' name. They, he said, "Hey, keep an eye on what Vegas is doing with Hankins. That could be a guy that you can go get." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. That's great. Keep a name in mind." Sure enough, that happened. So. Everybody was asking me, why is Dallas looking for defensive linemen? Don't they have, you know, why yeah. are you asking yeah, me that's defense? A they have a lot of them. Yeah, why are you asking me defensive linemen questions? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that was something that, you know, I think kind of surprised a few but people. McCarthy was asked today, he said, you can't have enough of those big guys. And in that's there. true. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on the injury report, if he's on there for any reason or if he practices or, or, or what. Or, you know, I mean, we just play better. I mean, maybe maybe that's maybe a lot of fire under him, you know. To wrap well, up the report, I'm I was just looking at his Instagram. He has all his cowboy stuff on there. It was Twitter. Was it Twitter? It was on Twitter. And it, I, my understanding, and I I haven't seen, I didn't see it before. But what was being reported was supposedly it was in the bio part of it. Yeah, he's got his like his Canadian but, citizenship, Ottawa, and all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But again, I, I'm not really sure. At the end of the day, like it, it, a lot of this is, you know, 
a lot of smoke. And and it, all these things you kind of put together and you start kind of creating a narrative because you don't really know. And nobody really knows except for the people in this building right. who have been making the decisions on why he's playing or not playing and what's been told to him and not told to him, right? Yeah. But to wrap up this conversation, Amber, what do you think? Do you think that this move makes this run defense better? Absolutely. I do think so, um, especially when you start reading up on a guy um, – his size and everything that not just his size his experience the experience that he has and when i think we were all at lunch or something when we heard about the trade and you're like oh what imagine that, that. Was, you have your ipad was, with you <laughs> <laughs> oh that's how it that, goes that was surprising <laughs> enough but then you had what no nothing i'm just like you're right usually it's always yeah, usually, hanging yeah, out we're all hanging out place yeah. something's gonna go everybody's on. ordered <laughs> steak at saltgrass and we're all hustling well, back. I, I, I just i just sent a a message to william about what the what the title of the show was going to be and i was like what about some trades trade coming up you think maybe you know the cowboys would be interested in, and we talked about discussing a trade and then all of a sudden a trade happened trade i was like happens. william post it before <laughs> <laughs> No, but th- that was surprising enough. And then you find William. out what position it was, and you're like, oh, on defense. Because you're thinking of a trade, and I guess maybe it was because of what we had talked about on the show. I'm thinking offense or, you know. But then to hear that and think, oh, wow, okay. Dan Quinn, if he has his voice in it, I'm all in. <laughs> you know, and we know that's the one area that the Cowboys defense does need to improve and you talk about improvement on defense, that's hard to imagine, but imagine adding a guy like him, his body size and everything. And like like Brian said, linebackers. Mm-hmm. Lane Vanderish, there's so many times that I'm still like I watch him playing and he's just he he needs he needs a little bit of help. I think he's uh improved this season compared to last year, but any plus added on defense? There's, it's a great addition. There's another. There's another part of this. What's his? What's his measurables here? Six, six four six, three. Okay. Yeah, six, six three three forty. Six three. Yeah, three forty. Well, I mean, look at the quarter. I mean, Fields, and then you got Cousins, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Ellinger on there. I mean, none of these guys are going to the NBA. I mean, like none of these guys are super tall, and so that's another element of a guy that you put in there. And defensive tackles typically aren't that tall they get cut a lot yeah. but it, you know but that is a tall defense but he's tackle. learned how to play that way he's not was it John Henderson back yeah. in the day with the, Oh well how about <laughs> David Irving Yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> No seriously no, like, no, for, no for real I mean No for real like, seriously I'm going to be retired one day David Irving. and you guys are going to ask me like can I come to the lake house and I'm going to be cooking crawfish <laughs> and you're going to go Brian who is the up. one player that was like had it all but didn't have any. Then at the end of the day, and I'm gonna say it's David Irving. Such a waste. I mean, seriously, that that you go back and watch him play that game in Green Bay, Green Bay. where he was yeah. Player of the Week. There was not. I you talk about a tall defensive tackle that was dominant in a yep. game. That guy, it was crazy. What kind of player that guy was? He had, he had so much talent. Yeah, yeah, I'll never forget Tyrone Crawford. They were asking, could David Irving's coming off a suspension mm. or what it was? I forgot what it was. You expect this guy to just come right in and 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 help, you know, even though he hasn't practiced at all. And and Tyrone Crawford was like, "Well, David could. Yeah. I mean, nobody else could, but yeah. David can. He's that's just him. He's a freak." And yeah, uh, yeah he had he had a chance to do that, but you know, it's it's football. Football is not for everyone. It really yeah, is. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't that's number one. Point. And yeah. and when I think of him and those the talent and all that stuff, I don't think of what he could have had. I think. 
What if Sean Lee had that? You know, had that those, ability those just body combined yeah. with just the you know the thought. I mean, I remember, I remember Sean Lee saying one time we were talking about. He was talking about the players after a game. You know, some of them kind of some really care, some don't. I remember him saying one time about some of the guys are just wondering what, what's the food on the plane after a game. You know, he goes, if, he goes, man, for me when we lose, I don't even want to eat. For yeah. like three hours. So what do people care about? You know what I mean? Like not everybody's built the same way, which yeah. is fine. But you just wish that there were guys that had that freakish talent that combined with somebody that just studied and did everything. Yeah. You know, maybe well, it's just rare. Maybe maybe if you had all that, you don't study. But do that's it. also why you only have a few of those really great players. Yeah. It's because those that's when you combine all like those Peyton things Manning, together. Who who well, who. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Did his body fail? His body kind of failed him as well. But for 14 years, true. <laughs> his neck fell off. True. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But but I mean, Did that's also why there are only a few of those guys that are just that have that combination of the ability, the 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 want to, and then the body that yeah. just can hold up to this. And those are the guys that end up being extremely great. Those, that Manning cast. I got a text at 10 o'clock at night from Rob Phillips, and I was like, Whoa, Rob. Coming back? Need bail money? What you coming? Bail money. What's going on? <laughs> no, he, he, he's good. Say, not Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, 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 I was like, what, 10 o'clock? What's going on? He was like, Vince Vaughn's on the Manning cast. If you haven't, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, of course. Thank you. You're a dude. That's kind of. <laughs> Maybe not Did anymore. he give you the Heisman at a party one <laughs> Maybe time? Maybe not yeah. All right, we were, we're really we'll late on our break. We're really late on our break. We're going to go to break on that. I promise though. I'll get to the Bears. When we come back, we're going to talk Chicago offense versus Dallas defense. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. Get live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games on your phone or tablet. Game replays and more. Go to plus.nfl.com and start your free trial of NFL today. And then Jim Brown had the ball, and he went to the five-yard line, and the rugged Packers defense couldn't stop him. Jerry Kramer with a key block that opened up the space for Jim Taylor to (laughs) run through. Hey, you're a historian of this team. Why do the Cowboys not have a song? Have a song? Like like the Raider Might song. We do. You you didn't hear it as the show was beginning? Go Cowboys! Oh, that's our song? That's our song. song. We got a song. They had that one song that they would always play. But like, I was thinking like, okay, that's from the... What is this? This is from the seventies. Yeah. I've never heard this. You know they used to play at Texas Stadium that it wasn't didn't have words. Yeah. But it was like right right after the kickoff every time I forgot what. I remember they used to let the balloons go too, and they get caught in the rafters and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was thinking it was like a song like Raider Might, that dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. A pirate's mustache, you know that kind of thing. (laughs) That one, John Facinda voice. Like that, yeah. They don't have anything like that. I don't think. I laugh because hail to the Cowboys type thing. Yeah. We play that song a lot on mix shots, and Derek goes, I've never heard that song before. <laughs> Oops. It's right I, in the middle of a 3 o'clock meeting. It is. And he always that is true. Oh, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, why. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. Everson, uh, don't bears. come in here. What do you know about the Bears, Derek? Let's change the subject. Let's go into Bears offense versus Cowboys defense. What do Brian, they do well? What do they do well? Give the ball to Peyton. Let him fly over the top for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run behind Jimbo Covert, you know. I'll tell they you don't. They play defense. They play I do have defense. a question about, <laughs> go about ahead. the Bears because yeah, go and, ahead. And not one of those like, whatever happened to this guy? You know, I know I say that a lot. But I, I really, I can't think of his name. It was a little dude that played for them. He was Matt like, Suey? <laughs> no, no. Oh. Neil Anderson. Oh, Neil no, Anderson. No, no, no. Like last couple of years. He was a running back. Oh. Like five, five. Oh, you're talking about. And he ca- caught the ball out of the backfield. He, he got was a he, problem. He's not with them anymore, but his name oh. is. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, he was a, he he had a little dude. He's a short guy, fast, ter- quick. They ter- use him out of the backfield a lot. Ter- it was like something with a T. Uh, yes. Oh, gosh. Tal- t- oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, okay, sorry. sorry. Uh, anyway, I see we'll his face, it. and I can't remember. You'll, you'll think about it here in a second. He was a, he was a little dude. Cohen. 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 There you go. Boom. Good radio right there. There you go. It's embarrassing that football guy couldn't remember Cohen. I like how you spelled him. This is what happens when you get 350 or close to 50-plus guys trying to figure out anything. Yeah. What happened to him? What happened to him? I don't he's, think he, he's not there anymore. I don't know no, where he is now. They got a guy Probably named hurt. Khalil uh, Khalil uh, Herbert. That's a pretty good player for yeah, them. Yeah, they were running back. Runner. They've got a couple backs you're going to have to worry about here. David Montgomery, and then Herbert. They're, they've kind of got a little bit of a of a 
big back, power back, and then a running back, a a kind of a quick back, and but both these backs break tackles. You got to be really. This is ta- this is going to be a tackling game here. Is what this is going to be, because if in fact you can make them have to throw the ball, that's their that's their weakness right there. They really don't. They don't have anybody on the outside that. You know, Darnell Mooney Mooney is a is a good player. He is he is a good player. It's unfortunate he'll make some incredible catches too. I mean, he will make these these circus like catches, keep his feet in bounce. He's that type of a player. But they don't have anybody that that just completely scares you. You know, uh, Dante Pettis is a guy that you know is is kind of. He's had a little bit of a, he's a better punt returner, I think, than he is a receiver, but they like to throw screens and stuff to these guys. We have another St. Brown that you have to deal with here, though the brother, Equiminius St. Brown, is what you have to deal with. So, you know, it's if you can make them pass, that's kind of their weakness uh, because the quarterback isn't always accurate. Now, the problem is the quarterback can be, and everybody who watched the Monday night game can see this, this guy will escape. He'll run around. He'll run around and miss throws is what he'll do, too. You know, you can watch that, too. But you've got to be able to get this guy on the ground. And he's and he's a little bit of a – he's got – he's a lot faster. I mean, he ran really, really well at the Combine. So you do see that it's not just – you know, it's not just made-up speed. He's got legitimate speed. He can escape. He can – he's a big guy. He can – you know, he gets first downs. He's a quarterback sneak guy. He's around – they started running a power running game with him, just straight runs. And, you know, that's what you're going to have to deal with is this game. You know, it's not – if somehow, some way, it turns into him having to throw the ball for them to win, you're probably going to win. But if it turns into they can hand the ball off to Montgomery, they can hand the ball off to Herbert, he can – Fields can run the ball, you know, that's the problem that you're going to run into in this game. But if you make them have to throw the right tackle – Braum, Larry Braum, he he is he is not very good, and that's you know that's where the pressure was. I think on the other side, Braxton Jones, number seventy, he's a left tackle. I think he's a lot better. So if you're going to attack a guy, attack the attack the right tackle in this football game because that's I think where it is. If it turns into a passing game, but my gosh, don't let this guy, the quarterback, take off running in the pocket and be loose because he's going to make plays with his feet. Yeah, real quick, Nick, before you make your point, I will say this. Uh, you talk about their passing game, their running game. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a team that's this lopsided. Right yeah. now, check this out. They are first in rushing yards per game at 181. That's a really big clip, right? They're also first in rushing attempts, so they try to run the ball. They that's do. their game, 242 rushing attempts this season. They are dead last in pass yards per game <laughs> with 126.3. Think about that. They only pass for 126 yards per game, and they are dead last in sack percentage. They can't protect their quarterback. Yeah. They can't throw for yards. They are a running team. Well, you take the run away yeah. from them, they will die. They, they do. And that's the thing about the quarterback. He'll run, and he'll drop the ball in the pocket. I mean, he'll mm. run, and the ball just fly out of his hand. Yeah. And so you got to be ready for turnovers. But, man, there were times – I mean, I'm watching games where they go play action and, like, Mooney's running down the sidelines and he's open, there's separation, and he throws the ball, like, to the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the Vikings cheerleaders make a catch. You know, and you're, like, going nice. – you're, like, sitting there going, well – Yards that, after catch? Yeah, but, yeah, it was yards. But that's what I'm saying. They, they, he can't – he's just not accurate enough throwing the ball. And – 
you know, this morning I was doing radio with, with Sean Sharif and we had Mike Lombardi on and, you know, he's talking about you're playing against a team that he completes 10 passes mm-hmm. the whole game. You know, they're quarterbacks that complete 10 passes on a drive, you know, that kind of thing. So that's the thing about it. It's going to come down to can you stop them from running the football? If you do that, you beat the Bears. That's where it's just, that's the game. If you want to learn one thing today, stop the run, you win the game. That's it. I think this is a big week to have some exotic looks from Dan Quinn to show him, uh, show him some things, show Field some things that he hasn't really seen before. Uh, but you're right about the run. I mean, like I think I think this is a situation where the corners have to just man up on the outside, play it, and and everything's got to sell out that way. But but they got to do better with the RPO. Yeah, it's there. I mean, the, everything that they saw on tape. But but I, I think what I'm trying to say is whatever. If the Bears are looking at the Eagles tape for the Cowboys defense, they need to switch that. They need to change that. They need to change what they're doing. Don't give them, oh, this worked here. Yeah. We got to do it. They, they, they need to have some different looks to confuse them. Yeah, that's the thing about it is when you when you play a team like I say with this you know, this athletic quarterback and all that, you know, you do you worry about you know you worry about though is is this something that they're going to just because a short week for them, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like. And I asked, I asked, you know, asked Michael Lombardi about this. I said, short week, same game plan because you don't have a lot of time. And he's like, yeah, I mean, they're going to try and run the ball on you, and you know, you you need to be worried about the RPO stuff like you're talking about, but the RPO from the running aspect of it. You know, you can't, you know, talking to people about how to play against this. You know, everybody says, listen, Micah Parsons looked like he he got frozen this this game against Philadelphia. Don't put it past Dan Quinn just to say go hit fields, mm-hmm. hand off or not go hit fields. Just go go. You go to the mesh point and you hit whoever's whoever's there, you know. And you know, so there's not any indecision. So all of a sudden now, you know, there's not that he's reading off Micah Parsons. No, Micah Parsons is attacking every single time. And so now Fields is thinking about pulling that ball. You know, well wait, I might get hit by Micah Parsons again. Or even if you hand it off, you get hit by Micah Parsons. There's something to that, yeah. you know. Take the indecision out of what's going on with with uh, with Parsons. You just attack. You just attack the mesh point. If you hit if you hit ball carrier, if you hit quarterback, whoever you hit, just hit something, and we'll cover on the back end for everything mm-hmm. else. Okay, I don't have any questions. I ha- My questions are for tomorrow because today the defense. You know, even though you're, you're talking about the running game, and and that's pretty interesting. What you the stats mm-hmm. that you pulled up, Derek, but. I just feel like, although that's their weakest point in yeah. the defense, at the same time, it just it hasn't killed them in any game, really. The running game, mm-hmm. I, I mean. It just has not killed the Cowboys. So. Other than Philly and maybe Tampa. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't even... When talking about the Cowboys this season, I don't even take Tampa into consideration right, of anything. Fair. Now, Philly, that's a different story, but it was... A game that they could have very well won that game as well. Like it wasn't something. Eh, we'll talk about Philly again down the line when we get to December. But in the meantime, I just, I don't, there's literally almost nothing that you can tell me from any other team that makes me think they're gonna shut down completely, shut down yep. the Cowboys defense. And that's a fair point because when you think about it, like teams like this, and when I say like this, I'm talking Chicago's not one of those better teams in the league. They don't have, 
that dynamic person that you're kind of worried about at quarterback mm. that also has receiving targets that they can throw mm. to. Like they have a kind of that combination. The Bears don't. And and Cowboys have faced teams that have good running games yeah. but didn't have the, the trigger man to be able to to make you worried about that dual threat. And that's where I think you're right. Like Chicago just doesn't present the same kind of challenge. It's what Nick said. They don't present the same challenge as Philadelphia because mm-hmm. they don't have the guy that can actually throw the ball and, and actually complete that with him. Yeah, the thing you have to the thing you have to worry about with the Bears, I think, offensively, is if they do run the ball and they really shorten this game, and instead of having 12, 11 or twelve possessions in a game, you only have nine, and so all of a sudden now they put pressure on you. Like, how are you doing? Like, if you know the the first half of the Cowboy game the other day, the first. You know, it wasn't until really the second half that the offense really started getting it going. And you're worried about, like, okay, well, if there are only going to be nine possessions in this game, are you going to be able to, you know, you're going to be able to score? And if, and if the, you know, if the, if the, if the Bears are, are taking their drives and, and they're getting points and then you're not, but you don't have enough possessions and then all of a sudden they start running the ball and you're not going to get any extra possessions. I think that's something you can worry about in this game. Teams that shorten the game, yeah. it's less possessions and and it puts pressure on the opposing offense. Okay, if they score by, you know, on a 12-play, 15-play drive and take 8 minutes off the clock and you only get mm-hmm. two possessions or one possession, you know, in that in the quarter, that could be a little tough on exactly because I mean the Cowboys' defense will keep you in the game, and the Cowboys' offense will keep you in the game too. And that's mm-hmm. the problem is they're not extending uh, leads, and 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 so it, it's a risky situation to say, all right, we're going to play it this way: run, run, punt, be safe, punt it, but. Then you look up and it's a 10-6 game in the yeah. fourth quarter, yeah. and so maybe like like Brian said, the Lions will figure out a way to win, to give you the game. But the Bears the other night didn't didn't no. do that, and so you know the, you can't. Yeah, always no, play you're it a good. You're a good point because the Bears the Bears got you know they were they were they were up in that game, and then they lose the lead. A quarterback switch, as we all know, you know, with Zappy coming in, and now all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, well here are the Bears are going to fall apart. No, it was the Patriots that fell apart. Bears just kept, you know, got points before half, got another opportunity, got a turnover, got points again. So you just encourage them to stay in the game. New England, Mike Lombardi said this today about it, and I I give my credit about this. He goes, Dallas has the defensive personnel to handle playing the Bears because of the speed and the the, the ability to to close. He goes, New England didn't have that. Mm -hmm. New England doesn't have the speed that the Cowboys' defense has to be able to close and, and make yeah. plays. And, yep. and also, we, we say all this RPO, you know, for the Eagles and all that, but really, I think in this game, it's more, it's read option. It's not yeah. so much the RPO, it's the it's it's field a, or... It's a college game. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a handoff or quarterback run. Right. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, there really not, is no pass option. The pass, yeah. the pass aspect of it. He can throw of, it, but it's not... He can throw it, but it's, but it's not, 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 not yeah, always accurate. Yeah. All right, we're going to take our final break. We're going to come back. We got maybe a question we can fit in here. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. 
the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. Miller Lite is proud to bring you Q Barbecue Fest Dallas. It's located at the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium. Join your Cowboys from November 4th through November 6th for some of the best barbecue in the country. Get your tickets today. SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back. Final segment of the break brought to you by Blockchain.com. Nick, uh, we hear there's been some uh, some transactions that have happened uh, this morning. What are we hearing? Well, it is. Everything's brought to you by Blockchain.com. Um, anyways, there we go. Uh, sorry, Brian's like, Brian doesn't get that Chris point. Chris, do the ding. Brian's <laughs> waiting for the ding. Chris got like, the phone's got a million in the things going on over um, there. Yeah, Brian's over here just keeps like, where's my ding? A couple ding? of transactions. Yes, Jordan Lewis and uh, Matt Farniak both on injured reserve now. Uh, Farniak could be a four week thing. Yeah. We'll see. Well, it's a, it's pretty severe hamstring injury, though, from what it sounds like. Yeah. Jordan Lewis looks like obviously done for the year. They, they, Brought uh, they activated Damone Clark, so let's go. Fifth round pick. Let's there you go. go. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody's excited about seeing him play. Oh, football, there's people man. in the whoever drafted him and said we need to draft him. He's go probably Tigers. doing another one of those yeah. sounds uh, that Chris has back there because he's because he's probably go said oh, this guy can play. Yep, and here he is. And trust uh, he'll get past the injury. He'll be fine. Exactly. And I didn't think he'd be ready to play this early. So big move there. And then they also added Kendall Sheffield to the practice squad, cornerback. So he might be a guy that they could call up on game day if they need him. 
Yep. All right. We appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to jump into the uh, the uh, the defense. Uh, the defense. Yeah, Chicago defense versus Dallas offense, which is an interesting part of the game. We'll see how that plays out, Nick. I think that's a very valid point you're making today uh, about that. We'll we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit more tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Keatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!